When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh Wolf Yo. and Al back in the building And we're not talking about putting on a live show Because we haven't had time to get together and actually record a new one We're talking about a brand new episode yes. Of The Wolf Back, and the owl. Back to garage. Garage records. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my garage. You're in your garage. Yeah. My garage, garage is garage. freezing, by the way, because it's, yeah, Catherine decided to actually do a really sweet thing and help by tidying up my desk area in my garage, mm. uh, but then mm. also left all the doors of the garage open, so it's absolutely freezing in here now. Well, yesterday, uh, I had a day off. Oh, lovely. So wow. I decided to tidy my office. Basically, what I've discovered, I've, I've said this before on the pod, not discovered, what I've had confirmed is any space that's exclusively for my use becomes disgusting pretty fucking right. well. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's a situation. So as I'm talking to you now, I've got like vape corpses, empty cans of Diet Coke, just bottles, wrappers, do you remember I told you about two months ago that there was, that guy gave me a sugar waffle on the train? That's in there. Um, <laughs> are you are you bad for man? You know what? I kind of I never thought I'd say I'm I'm enjoying sorting shit out now. I'm in my forties. Me too. That's what I'm saying to you. So like yesterday, like my office is like a complete state. So I thought I'm going to spend a couple of hours sorting that out. Yeah. So I put some music on. Oh mate! I know. Oh, I love this. So, I love this vibe. So I put some music on. And I was tidying up and like the kids were playing whatever they're playing at the moment for. In my head, it's you, uh, you've got music on and you're dancing around like Jennifer Aniston in the sort of like rom-com who's just sort of split up with her mate, boyfriend and mate, you're dancing around. Do you, do, you know, do you know, I did something so embarrassing. So like I had the music on and I went out to get a bin bag for like rubbish and stuff. Like, I thought, God, why am I explaining what a bin bag's used for? Anyway, I... <laughs> did you do a twirl as you came out of the door? No, mate, this is what I did. So there's a this is Jay-Z tune. Yeah. But not this Jay-Z tune, everyone knows it. Big Pimpin'. Yeah, good tune, good tune. Like, so I came into the room just as the rap started. Oh, and, like, Pulled yourself in. <laughs> yeah, I like walked in, put the door behind like slammed the door behind me, like started shuffling across the room like rapping. Oops, my bad, that's my scenario. Oh, Theo oh. looking at Charlie and just going, I actually prefer it when he's a bit down in the dumps. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was tied in the office and Lisa opened the door and saw me kind of cleaning and, you know, it was like a, it was like the hip hop version of whistle while you work. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of bopping around the room and she looked at me like, you know, like in, in rom-coms where s- somebody like sees their part, they don't know they're being watched yeah, yeah, and they're doing something and they just sort of do a little smile like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. that's why I love them. Imagine the opposite of that. Imagine every molecule of your attraction to that person dissolving. That is the look that the swan gave you when she walked into the <laughs> This is such an insane thing to say, right? And but I yeah. I can't help but keep I've got a vision of like Lisa walking in and you're bent over like cleaning the floor and you've got like sort of like some low rise jeans and a thong on. <laughs> she says she might have to go to the doctor because her vagina dried up so much. <laughs> Do 
It is she, she, she literally, she literally felt any sexual desire just completely dissolve from her body. Well, you're whistling and your bum's wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nature! It's look how nature is in here. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go see a friend that I've been curious about, lesbian-wise. <laughs> I didn't ever think I'd say this. I sort of prefer slob you. <laughs> I know I said that you sort of always look miserable and I wanted you to cheer up, but I didn't mean this. <laughs> I also did uh, a, 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 an embarrassing dad thing last night as well. Oh, no. So we... Um, oh, here's the thing. A couple of things to talk yeah. about. And I say talk about, I, lose, I use that fast and loose. You know, you wouldn't even mention it in a pub if you went out with a mate, but we've got to fill a podcast. So um, uh, we, <laughs> we, we, went to the, we went to the pub for dinner. Oh, whole family? Whole family. Nice. And it's a weird thing when you go to the, when you have to do a family one, when you've got kids of our age, because yeah, yeah. you can't go when anybody else has dinner because you've got to go to bed. Like the kids have got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went, we arrived at 6.30. Yeah. Well, no, that's similar to us at the moment. That's with oh, okay. Fine, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. Fine. Well, actually, we're yeah. a bit earlier. We'd probably be, uh, 6.30 would be sort of quite late for us now. Yeah. So we arrived and obviously the pub is completely dead. There's only kind of, uh, I would say it was populated by other people with young children and people uh, that were that were on all day. You know, a couple of guys just sat at the bar, just like... I, you know what? About I, I, I was that guy for, I think, about 10 years. Me too. That's the... You know, like when I look at some back at some of the most, like, wasted times of my life. No, not just like they were enjoyable at the time. But you know when you used to get in a pub at like 11 or 12 on like a Saturday... Yeah. And you'd see almost like evolution of man. You'd see how the pub would wave and change. You'd get that sort of the, you know, you'd get those hardcore people coming at 11 as the pub open. You'd be having booze. Then you'd get mm. the lunchtime families, people having a good time. They'd leave. You'd get a lull where you'd sort of just be sort of drunk enough just to sort of play on the fruit machine, have a bit of a joke. And then your sort of the loneliness of your whole situation would creep in as friends went back to sort of wives and families and loved ones. And then you'd sort of like sort of, grab a hold of sort of the group of other people who would just happen to be in the pub on an all day as couples and families and people came in for their dinner. And then at last orders, you were the sort of last man standing. That was pretty much Yeah, it. I used to do that. And also, you, and also you'd leave thinking that was a charming series of accidental events and you'd create a day out of nothing. But actually what you've done is behave completely tragically. For yeah, the but also that you, your idea would be like, Oh man, I met some fucking really funny people today. I know, it was so I know. And just as sort of like a couple that you'd sort of interjected a romantic night by sort of like walking past going, Oh, you're in a state, mate. Fucking hell. You're living a laughing yarn. But the wife going, oh, so, He's so sad. She'll be invited to join us. Yeah, the, the, the one bit of solace you can have is that you've given everybody you met a story about that weirdo at the pub. <laughs> you know that, that, that I. Still have people who, like, I'll get, like, weirdly on, on your, you know, like on your Mac, you'll get a thing in your top right-hand corner, it'll be birthdays. Yeah. I'll get, like, it's like, I don't know, like, you know, Rob Kavanagh's birthday. And I think, who the fuck is Rob Kavanagh? Yeah. And then I'll sort of go on my Facebook to see who it is. And it is a guy that sort of, like, I've met at a fucking house party that I turned up, like, roguely turned up because someone had invited me without really knowing me. Or someone I bumped into in a pub who was a friend of a friend. I find it so insane. Some of the people I have, like, sort of, still on my Facebook. When now. I started doing, when I started doing stand up, I would just like, you know, people would come up to me after a gig, and I'd, they'd add me on Facebook, and I'd accept them. And there were like one day, just sort of seeing somebody that saw me at ninety nine club liking a photo of my children from like five years ago. I thought, this is a fucking situation. Did you do a clear up? Did you do a clear up? Yeah, I did. Well, no, I switched it to like a fan page and then started a new account with a different name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I should bleep that out, JT. Well, thanks for that, mate. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I've still got my same fucking Facebook that I've had all the time. Yeah, I know, I know, because you're a thirsty little bastard. You, know, mate, you, you, you don't want to run the risk of people not being able to find you. Do you know how fucking tragic I bet, this is? I bet every morning you log you log on and you go, I wonder how many friend requests I've got today. <laughs> You just, there was a time when I, I thought like I was almost like playing Pokemon with friends on Facebook. Yeah, no, it'll do. It, friend in common, it'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because I, I used to love getting out. Like I used to love a, a session. I used to love. I, I have so many people now that, and and do you know what? Like, when you sort of see, 
something comes out like a bit of news about someone that you've met once and then you still feel a pang of like oh maybe I should have kept in contact with that person mm. they should have four pints of Stella with them in fucking 2003 <laughs> you sort of think I never really saw, saw that person no friends in common it's an insane fucking thing to think um I um oh yeah that was, oh yeah so I was at the pub last night yeah and um so this girl that th- this girl that was serving us she must have been about nineteen eighteen nineteen or something right. like that and I don't know if you have this I've got I was talking about this to a mate the other day so we've got when we have babysitters round when Lisa and I are going out I get incredibly nervous about um them I get incredibly nervous about them thinking that I'm a perv. It's like, it's like an ongoing fear I have. So I barely talk to them ever. And I, and if it's a situation where Lisa... So I've had a couple of situations where I've come back and Lisa's been out and it, and I've had to sort of ask how the kids... And, you know, pay the babysitter, basically. I yeah. find it absolutely unbearable because I just sort of... I, I can't look. And, and then it, I, th- I guess it makes it look worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does make it look worse. You're sort of looking at your sh- feet and just sort of, hello, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope the boys are okay, all that. Anyway, so then what I start, so then last night I had the same situation. Not, not that I don't want the girl to think I'm a perv, but I don't. I just want to be. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I just don't want to be. You know what you want to be, and this is what? some part of your our age now. Yeah, but you want to be. You want to be seen as a cool dad. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, you, not, you know, I, I think. I, no, 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 no. And I don't think that's you. And I'm not. By the way, this isn't because I I feel slightly. I I feel the same when I'm out. You don't want to be seen like. A guy who turns up into a fucking pub with two backs, fucking backpacks on, uh, even yeah. though he's popping out for fucking half an hour to fucking a pub ten minutes around the corner, and fucking everything he's wearing is fucking looks like he's just given up. You you want to be seen as like, oh god, he's a really cool. That, that I think that's a part of it. I don't think it's just. Yeah, a I mean, thing. I, I've sort of you have hit the nail on the head, but you've hit it so hard that I'm, <laughs> I absolutely feel so cringe and embarrassed now because what happened was, is like Lisa and I, and I'd love to get your take on this. Go. On. Lisa and I wanted, there were like two vegan options. Yeah. And Lisa had, had like, Lisa had been out there with her, been to this pub with her mates before and right. had some sort of curry. So she goes, this vegan curry is really good. So I said, all right, I'm going to get that because I was going to get that. So then we decided to get two main courses and split them, right? Nice. Which I, I'm going to tell you now, I don't know about this. I'll t- we'll talk about this in a sec. But anyway, yeah. the girl comes over and she goes, what would you like? The boys order, completely simply, because they've got no ongoing issues and existential angst. Right. And then she says to me, what would you like? And I said, I'll have the curry. And then Lisa said, oh, I thought I was having the curry. And I was like, oh, I, oh really? And then we're like, oh, oh yeah, we're going to get the burger and the curry. And then I said, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> you know it's going to be bad, dude. Yeah, I know. I turned I to the tell. girl and I, I, I turned to the girl and I said, hold on a second. I think we've got a little bit of a situation here that needs sorting out. And then I sort of chuckled. And she... <laughs> Such a dad thing to say. <laughs> All while offering up a spud. And she, and she looked at me as if to say, just do the order. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Anyway, we ordered a, a, ve- a vegan burger and a curry. I um oh this is the other thing that I did oh god I I drank so I drank so many gin and tonics which, which was fine getting, you were getting it was like a boozy sort of dinner no it wasn't nobody else was drinking oh jeez right so I, 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 when I say a load I had like three with dinner yeah right which is you know more than is necessary now yeah cool dad's just leaning a little bit cool dad yeah. is like <laughs> it's Tom looks it's, like I'm the only yeah, yeah, you're you're taking the piss. That's pretty close to what happened. Oh no! So I'd had two, which is fine, and then I genuinely, instead of just going, "Is it possible to get another gin and tonic?" I said, oh, "Fuck off!" <laughs> I pointed at my glass and said, "Looks like I'm going to need another one of these." Oh. My. <laughs> oh. You know, you're like a few inches away from being like, uh, yeah, we'll get three ice cream sundaes for the boys. Uh, Dessert-wise, I think I'll just have another one of these. Chink, chink. (laughs) You know what? We're both sliding into that place of trying to Mm. look cool and trying. It's fucking, it's such a fine balance, isn't it? Well, you say a balance. I don't think I was balanced at all. (laughs) I think it was just tragic. 
went to the pub the other night. Sadly, I, I had a really bad audition, like mm. an audition that's even now just sitting resonating badly with me. And I decided afterwards just to go for a drink on my own in the most tragic way. H- have um, you done this before? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, and I just thought, like, yeah, just just go and get a pint on your own. I like, I just thought, just. Just try and sort of go through it and try and rationalise. And that's a really good way of rationalising anything is sitting on your own in a fucking busy pub watching the world, yeah. Yeah, alcohol is a, is a great way to sort of make <laughs> you gain perspective and consider things, yeah. But I go to this pub, in, this said pub in Soho quite a bit, and um, there's like a young barman there. He's probably 22, 23. Um, yeah. And he's been, he's from up north. He's a really nice kid. He's a lovely kid. But um, I sort of oh, no. ended up trying to sort of, like, he was working, right? And I just, you know, like, in your head, you have this sort of picture, I don't know, but yeah, of sort of sitting there, sort of moodily, like this sort of actor, or, or like a sort of, like, you know, you know, just sitting there moodily, just sort of in their own world, and then I thought, I can only do that for an amount of time before I want someone to go, you're right, mate. And no one came over to say, you're right, mate. So yeah. what I did is I started chatting to this lad, um, so much so, like, and, and trying to sort of like, sort of just ask questions, I've, 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 try and have a bit of a laugh with him, try and find out. Anyway, he got to the point where I kept on stopping him when he was going past. His manager came over to me and oh said, Oh my um, God, please God, no. You know, he, it's really busy in here and he's, uh, you know, he's trying. Is this real? Is this yeah, real? I swear, man. I swear it's real. Oh my I, God. I stopped, oh like, my God. And like, it, it, it you know, like, so, you know what it felt a bit like? Sorry, it sorry, felt sorry, like a dad whose daughter so you're sort of ma- trying he, to chat up and then he's... His manager came over and said what? His manager came over and said, um, you, are you okay? Um, can you stop, like, as if... I can't remember the kid's name, but he said every time he's coming past, she's stopping and chatting to him. Um, and it's like, we're really, really busy here. Um, and I'm sitting at the bar, so he's doing table service, right? And then I sort of like, was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I just, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just yeah, did it, had a bad audition, and he was just like, "Yeah, cool." Right, oh, yeah. you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, did. please tell me you didn't. Say I tried that. to give him a little bit of reasoning of where I was at, right? Okay. So the guy then, the manager just walks off. The kid then, every time he walks past, I feel like I'm sort of. Oh, I just did that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's, sort walking of past, he's walking past. <laughs> he's walking past the danger. It felt so horrible. embarrassing, and also that kid will have had a word with the manager. Oh yeah, of course he has. No, no, no. What's happened is the manager's come up to him, going, "Why, like, what's what's taking so long?" It's like there's a guy sitting at the end of the bar, and every time I'm walking past, he stops me to chat to me. And like, and oh. also, it's oh god, that, you know when you feel sick when you're about to say something. Yeah. So I was chatting to him about like where the yeah, I was like, oh, "Where are you from, mate?" And all that, and he's sort of like saying, like, "I've, I've chatted is this, to him before." Uh, is this uh, is this after the warning or before? No, it's just before the warning. Okay. Like, so um, he's like, oh, I'm from Manchester, sort of thing. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell, man. I was up there last week with my... Um, oh, my God. Like, and all that, just chatting. Uh, and then... <laughs> God. Oh. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, me and my mates, we went through, like, a really, really nice curry, actually, while I was up there. We had a really, like... And he's like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, some great places to go. Which one did you go to? I was like, oh, shit, I can't... Um, let me just see. So then I was trying to Google. Oh like, my God. He doesn't at. care. <laughs> he does not it. care. And then I started doing the thing that my, I see my dad doing with people. As he walks past, I'm like, he goes, he was like, um, yeah, I can't find that fucking place you went to. Um, oh my basically, God. Basically, if you come out of the opera house, you go over the road. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was sort of drunk when me and you walked there anyway. So I was trying to, but then it's sort of like, um, oh. He'd walk past and I'd go, you sit here United, mate. And he's like, yeah, oh, I don't really like football. And I was like, oh, you got to be fucking City United. He's like, probably United. My dad's a big United. Yeah. So I was like, what do you think? Yeah, just that was the sort of... Do you know, do you know what happened? Is after you couldn't find the restaurant, he thought, okay, thank God, conversation's dead. And then you went and found a new topic. Mate, I didn't find a new topic, wrong. I found about seven new topics. <laughs> Why? Because I was lonely and I sort of... I felt when I feel low, I had to have human into it. I felt like I need, yeah. I should have just come home. But do you know the sad thing? Is this in London, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sad thing was that I was about and free. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I should have just texted you, shouldn't I? Mm. We could have probably got yeah. We could have both chatted to that guy. 
We could have worked Who's out which restaurant it was. Who's my mate? Who's my yeah, mate? Yeah. Well, where was that? What's that restaurant called? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's not like it's Indian street food, really. Um. It came out in the opera house, not in exactly the same directions as you did. Yeah, just another pint of Stella, please, and a gin and tonic. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'll have another one of these. Yeah, yeah. I am, um, I, 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 um... Imagine that, the lowest thing of, just quickly, me and you being fucking thrown out of a pub and someone going, what were you thrown out for? Being boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we were, you know what people say pubs are for talking? Well, we were talking too much and asked to leave. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, th- this morning... I was so owl, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, right. So, so last night we got back from the hotel, got back from the pub, sorry, and were watching a film. Yeah. And the boys went to bed. So, like, oh, this is so boring. But we have like, we have like, if we have a, t- a TV night, there's three stages to that night, right? So yeah, Stage yeah. one, all of us are awake, right? Yeah. Then Charlie and Alex go to bed, and then there's yeah. stage two, which is me, the Swan and Theo are awake, yeah. right? Then it's Theo's time to go to bed, yeah. and then it's finally me and the swans' screen time, right? Yeah. Like, this This doesn't happen every night. What time does Theo go to bed, by the way? It just depends. At the weekend, probably like to half ten, something like that. And but, you stay up, mate. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm usually in bed by ten. Well, sometimes that does happen. But, yeah. um, so, but last night, you know, we'd had a... There was a boozy owl sort of stumbling around the uh, the house and yeah, yeah, yeah. needed a bit of uh, TV to sort of burn off the energy. I just feel wired. <laughs> dancing around. Yeah. So we, we probably done all your dancing when you were doing the cleaning earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're not tuckered out from all your boogieing <laughs> while you were tied in the office. <laughs> you big Homer Simpson, Simpson slippers. <laughs> I did have big slippers on, actually. I really was unattractive this weekend. Anyway, we went to bed about, I reckon, one. Right. Something like that. Half, twelve, one. And um, I, said to, I, I said to Lisa, I've got to do the podcast in the morning. Tom's very kindly agreed to do it at half nine. So I'm going to go to the gym at eight. So I need to get up before eight. Anyway, went to bed. Didn't set an alarm or anything. Woke up. And I, this is how it went. Woke up Sunday morning, both of us just sort of quite sleepy-eyed. Yeah. I turned to Lisa and I go, what time is it? And she looks at her watch and she goes, it's eight o'clock. And then I just went, oh my God, I'm supposed to be at the gym. I jumped out of bed, just sort of like rushing around. Oh my God, oh my God. Just like throwing my tracksuit bottoms on and stuff. It was so pathetic. And Lisa went, is this panic over... You needing to go to the gym on a Sunday. Is this what's happening? It was so bad, man. For two things to unpack here, right? Number one, this is how this is where me and Catherine are at the moment. We had a late we we stayed when we stayed up and watched the last two episodes of Traitors, we stayed up to eleven thirty. We still talk to people like that, like we were fucking at a beach party in fucking Costa Me or something like that. It's fucking when people talk to us, it's like, oh yeah, fucking hell. The other week we stayed up to about eleven thirty, nearly twelve o'clock watching the end of Traitors. That's how fucking wild we are at the moment. That's um, what happens, man. That's what but, happens. Yeah, it's insane. Right? But um, that that fear of thinking you won't be able to get a gym session in, right? Mm. I mean, yeah, we, we do get some grief at this gym. But we, we, me and you have both, we chatted. We, we had a very deep chat this week, didn't we, by the way? We had a very deep... Yeah, we did. Actually, it's worth talking about this. And because... a part of me and a part of you, I think, at the moment, is where mentally we're at. I think those gym sessions, actually, although it just feels that sometimes oh, it's just a gym session, it's more than that. I personally see it as like saying to lean on that if I don't do it, I think I get into my own head more than, do you know what I mean? I, I can get really into my own head if I don't do it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And even sometimes I go and I'm not, re- my head's not really in it and I just go and do it and then I come back going, oh, that doesn't count. Or whatever. No, but anyway, but- it was like, it's really bad because, uh, uh, anyway, my, my dis- I panicked more about, I shouldn't really say this publicly, but I panicked more about getting there on time so that I could come and do this pod than I do about getting to work on time. I mean, if I'm late for a writing day, it, I'm totally unbothered. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. some reason, like getting to this thing totally spammed me out. But anyway, long story short, and that, well, I can't say that because it's three long stories that I've told, but um, I've been, I've had an unattractive weekend. Do you know what I mean? I've I been very daddy, very daddy and panicking. Yeah, but I, don't, I think they're saying quite sexy about daddy, Rob. 
Not well, sexy, but wholesome. I kind of like it. I think, you know what? You seem, there seems to be a chilledness around you. Seems like, yeah. Well, the, the accusation that's often leveled at me is that I'm very chilled out about big things and then yeah. incredibly panicky about little things. So, for example, if I'm doing, I don't really get incredibly nervous about doing shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But what I do get nervous about is if I feel like we're being mugged off because the waiter's taken ages to come to our table to ask us what we want, then I start panicking and getting quite stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if we're late to get to... If I, uh, My worst is getting to a gig late, as in not my gig, somebody else's gig. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get really panicky. More That's... panicky, I would say, than getting, on to, getting to my own tour show on time. It's, it's really weird. It, yeah, but you know, like, that's, these are tra little small traits of ADHD. I had, like, one of my first, like, ADHD guy, I did a therapy session when you were, like, going through. Mm. You know, basically just going through, trying to sort of, like, get a scope on just handling, sort of not, you know, because, look, there's a lot of people chat about it. It seems like it's, you know, my thing at the moment is trying to work out the best way of me handling it. But um, one of the things is, like, taking small things, and giving them gravitas, then massive things happen in your life, and you treat them almost like the small things. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's it, funny. It's funny. There's an it's insane funny. moment because he said to me okay. at one point, he said, "Let's just work out how you're, you know, with with ADHD and how, you know." So he he was doing some tests. One of the tests was he he was like, "I want you to explain, pick something in my room, start explaining what the thing is in my room. If you, as soon as you get another thought in your head, just put your hand up, right." Yeah, and literally, I turned around and said, "Oh, there's a wicker basket behind you." And then I went like that, and he was like, "Okay, that's like what is the thought in your head?" And I was like, "I was just trying to think what which one of the Ninja Turtles had like nunchucks." And he went, "Pardon?" And I was like, "That's that thought came in my head for some reason." As I was like looking at the fucking, a yeah, wicker but how basket. do you not know that's Michelangelo? Why do you have to think about that? Yeah, no, no, I couldn't even remember. I was, no, 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 but I couldn't remember. I'm for joking. Life. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, I have that. Yeah, but I, that's I, that's that's a big sign of it. That's a big sign. Well, we of actually like... we actually had an email in. It's not one of the emails that we're reading out today, but we had an email in from somebody saying that they think that I might have it based on how I am on this podcast. Yeah, but apparently, apparently, do you know that thing that I do where I say something and then immediately go, "Why the fuck did I say that?" or whatever, or "Why yeah. am I saying this out loud?" Apparently, that's a sign of being neurodivergent, uh, and like just some of the characteristics I've shown on this. I guess it's because. This is like us at our most unexposed. No, over yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, not yeah, overexposed. Yeah. Overexposed is something that's been leveled at me quite a bit, but I don't mean it in this context. I mean, like, it's your most exposing, isn't it? We're just chatting. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. So, of course, it's like very fucking. He's, you know, one of the, not one of the work, but he said to me, he'd never met me before. It was like, you know, sitting, going through stuff. He, <laughs> he sat there looking, looking at me for a bit. Doing this with a pen, just sort of like as I was chatting, he's like, they take is, Do you reckon this is genuine or a move? Is this a move? Do you think? I don't know, no, but he's, yeah, he's watching, he's just watching all of, you know, so I'm always, as you know, when I'm doing the podcast, I'm always playing with something, whatever it is, right? And then um, he just looked to me and he went, um, You want everybody to like you, don't you, Tom? Oh my God. <laughs> and I went, Oh what? my God. He went, You want everybody to like you. You like, you want everybody to. To like, you know, you want to be everybody's friend, right? Well, sorry, was, was it like, Peter the Masseur from the hotel? No, well, he's Spanish, this guy. Um, okay, good. Okay, so I think some sort of, yeah, Hispanic, like Hispanic guys in my life. And I was yeah, like, then he um, straddled you. <laughs> Let me show he you how to get much deep I like into you. your mind. Yeah, go on, And go he right, said, um, and I said, yeah, is that a part of ADHD? And he looked at me and went, not necessarily. Um, <laughs> continue. <laughs> but I was like, how fucking insane that like <laughs> oh my god I had I had a thing where I did uh, this was amazing right so I've tried all sorts of different types of therapy throughout yeah. my life and um I tried hypnotherapy right because I was getting right. I, I, I was so basically I'll be I'll be completely open about this part way through one of my tours I started to believe that I was deeply deeply shit at stand up and so right. But it was right in the middle of having a load of tour dates, so I, I was in a situation where I was I was going to have to do something that was causing me intense anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Like so, right, yeah. so like I, I was sort of like it, it, it'd be like it'd be like every night I felt like I was going to go and have to ride a unicycle for an hour. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, de I have this deep seated belief that I can't do it. 
but yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so I was really like, every time a tour show is coming around for a, a period of time, I was freaking out. Do you know what I mean? And I was like sitting in the dressing room, like, you can't do, like, ro- literally, yeah. like, rocking, but like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And um, so somebody said to me, you should try hypnotherapy, right? So I went to this hypnotherapist and I had a number of sessions. But one, the thing that the thing that was really mad that she did was she goes, I want you to uh, give me the when you think about going on stage, I want you to think about the number. I want you to, att- to attach a number out of 10 for how anxious you're feeling about. It. So, you know, really put yourself there. Yeah. She made me really put myself there. And then. I, I go, okay. And she goes, I go eight or nine, right? She goes, all right, focus on that number. And then she started doing stuff. She started getting me to go through these mental exercises. She goes, what's the number now? I said, five. And she goes, what's the number now? Three. And then she did something else. And she goes, can you find that feeling now? And I couldn't. And then she goes, keep trying to find that feeling. She goes, I want you to spend the next minute trying to find that feeling of anxiety. And so I sat like trying to find the feeling. I couldn't find, I couldn't get yeah. anxious again, right? And then at one point I looked across the room and exactly where I was looking, there was a sign saying, you won't find it here. And I went, what? The? She goes, she like saw me look at the sign and then like she goes, for some reason she she knows from doing it, that's where when you're looking for that kind of feeling, that's exactly where your eyes go. Do you know what I mean? So she knew wow. to put the thing there. It was fucking mad. I've never had it since. It wow. was so well, you never crazy. had any anxiety since. I get no, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, if, yeah, of like, course, yeah, we all do. Yeah, if yeah. I'm starting a tour, I get, but I never have that kind of. I mean, I'm and it wasn't always... because I suddenly think I'm good. Do you know yeah. what it is? It's because I realised that even if it's shit, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not that it doesn't matter, but it's not the end of. Do you know what I mean? It can be shit. Things can be shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's how you deal with it being shit. I mean, talking about that, we're both. Yeah. Um, so this is is it? So on Thursday, so tomorrow when you listen to this podcast, is both is my first work in progress for the tour, right? Yeah. Is that your first proper work in progress for your new tour? Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, uh, like, that's the thing at the moment driving me mad. I've got, I feel like I've got no, like nothing, like nothing. I, I'm like, oh my god, like the the fear of like just thinking, oh fuck, what have I actually, what have I got here? As a thing, watch my shtick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, like because the last time I like I led up to doing the Apollo, and that was like that was bespoke for the Apollo. That was everything I did. Like with me and you didn't work. Was like right. That's I laid that down for the Apollo. That's done. So this next lot, and like you know, when that all started off, I felt the same. Now I'm like, oh my god, that that thought of like, what are you gonna say? That's the thing eating me up at the moment. I know, I know, it's hard, man. But um, you know, the thing is, is it being hard is all part of it. Yeah, of so you don't have to worry about that. Right, should we do some emails, my G? My babies. Let's do it. Okay, thanks once again to the Swan for selecting the emails. This is from the Farting Emu. Wow. Uh, yeah. Emus big farters? I don't know. I don't spit? Know. Is it emus that spit or is that? No, yes, it's... it is, yeah. yeah. Um, it says, hello, legends. I come seeking advice. My girlfriend and I are both approaching 30 and have been together the past five years. We're both each other's best mate and love each other dearly. We've been inseparable since our first date half a decade ago. We're in a great place. But in recent months, our weekends have gotten a bit routine and we're lacking a bit of inspiration to come up with some ideas. And now spend weekends a bit bored, which is annoying because we work so hard during the week. At the moment, our weekend usually involves a bit of admin housework, a country walk with a dog to the pub, a few beers, then home. I think it's because because the past two years, any free minute has been spent renovating what was a bombsite of a house and now it's easing off. We sort of don't know what to do with ourselves. I also think it doesn't help that everything in this country costs money and we're saving up for a visa to ship her back to Australia with me that we're reluctant to spend money on things we don't truly need. I know the everything costs money comment sounds daft, but for example, I live 45 minutes from Melbourne city centre in Australia and to get there cost me less than $5 on the train. I could go out and spend the day mooching around before going home and meeting mates. To do the same thing here, get into London from 45 minutes away, would cost us £60 just on transport alone. So what is there that we can do that won't break the bank? Do you have any suggestions for something different? I don't mind how outrageous. Thanks, legends, the farting emu. Tommy D. Well, the farting Tommy D. I, I, well, I, you've I, just you've just heard us describing our electric experiences at home, so this shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, 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 I know this might sound cool. I think you, you've got to take a bit of... Your weekend sound pretty amazing to me, if I'm honest, and that's sort of how... 
how a lot of our weekends were spent uh, pre-baby. We we we'd go to you know a pub restaurant, have some food, take the dog for a walk, go rest his soul. Um, and that sort of was the that was our, our weekends. I think doing I think having something to look forward to. I think that's the we've talked about this before. But I think number one, enjoying every moment that you have together. It's one of the things that you know through you know one of the things that therapy and, and one of the things that I'm trying to be is a little bit more present within the situations that I'm in. If I'm if, if I'm if I'm with Catherine and Grace, I'm trying to be. You know, we, we were talking about you know me and you had a big conversation. And what I realised earlier this week was like I had like intense pangs of paranoia and intense pangs of like anxiety and and like things that were completely out of my control. And I realised that I think on Tuesday night I was like, this is like I'm going to be sitting here with my wife and my daughter, who's that's my world, right? And the exterior part of my life and the outside is crept in and it's really like having a massive repercussion on this really important time. And it's stuff that's completely out of my control. And sort of I'm I'm digressing a little bit here, but what my point is, I think, is actually most people, I think, would love a situation where they could be out with someone that they called their best friend, someone that they loved and enjoyed being around and going for a dog walk and going into a pub. And I think that, Sometimes in life, we're, we're constantly looking for other things. We're looking for, the, the, we're going, oh, you know, th- this could be better than the, the thing that I'm in right now. And actually, the, the thought is, and I think is going, you know what, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And I think your boredom and the things that you're sort of explaining as being rather droll would probably be most people's perfect, perfect day out or perfect way to spend a weekend afternoon. I think that, you know, that said, I think having... You know, me and Catherine are now, actually, this is advice Romesh gave me. So me and Catherine are looking at things forward. We're going, right, you know, oh, we've got a date night here. You know, we're doing, you know, in February, we've got a date night. In March, we've got a date night. Shout out Flo for arranging some tickets for me. But we've got, uh, we've got little. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've got, we've got things to look forward to. But actually, I think the, the, a, a way of always being, and you know, you're saving to, to go back to Australia. So that's something to look forward to. But I think it's. It's enjoying the here and now, and I think it's enjoying the present. And it's uh, it's when you're in those moments, instead of thinking, "Oh, we could be doing more," it's thinking, "You know what? I'm this. I'm content, and I'm happy, and and that's something I need to do. I know that for a fact. I think we all do a little bit more." Uh, great advice from Tom. Uh, partly because it's advice that I'd given him, <laughs> uh, which added something to it for me. Um, uh, I do think that thing you said about being in the room is better. Like, for example, when I went to the pub for dinner last night, I left my phone at home. Big one. That's a good one. To I, do, I do think it added something to my evening. <laughs> that sounds like such a mad thing to say. No, no, like, that's so right, though. Obviously, the boys are on screens because we need to keep them qu- quiet, basically. But um, I uh, look, I get that. I get what you're saying. Like, it's very easy to fall into a routine. And I think... Look, there's two things. I think one is what Tom was talking about, about the fact that you've actually, what you've described sounds quite idyllic, to be honest with you. But but also, there are things that you can do. I mean, I think it's just about mixing it up a little bit. I think having something to look forward to is nice. Like, say, for example, if you're saying that money's a problem, if you decide that you're going to do something a bit splashy-outy, but you're not doing it every week, so, if, you know, you've got some theatre tickets or whatever for, like, a few weeks' time, something to look forward to, that's nice to build up to that you're going to get dressed up for, go out, have a nice time, have a meal afterwards or whatever, if that's within your sort of budget. But, you know, you can make it within your budget if you save up. You know, it doesn't have to be all the time. It can be like once every once in a blue moon even is something nice to have something in the diary that you know is coming up. The other thing is just sort of doing different stuff. Like, for example, I know this sounds like such, but like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. We've talked about it before on the podcast, but doing something like an escape room or some sort of different activity that isn't that expensive, but is a bit of a laugh is a cool thing to do. And also the other thing that I've started doing is uh, doing like a restaurant evening for, but at home. So like, you know, choosing a new recipe or something that I'm going to try and knock up. And it's like, I'm basically running the rest. We don't, we don't get into role play. I'm, I don't get into a waiter's outfit. But what I mean is just doing a meal from scratch that you haven't made before. You can either help each other out or take turns and one of you does it and one of the other, you know, the other one does it. I know you have to buy the ingredients and stuff, but you can do it relatively inexpensively. And you, can, you don't have to buy a cookbook. Oh, I'm explaining what they're about to explain what the internet is. What I'm saying to you is there are ways of doing different stuff and it's just about mixing it up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And you get to the, yeah, I just think just 
little things like that are just c- cool things to just mix things up. But what I would say to you is my main concern with this email is that you think that this is a problem. And it is, a, it, it, but it, and it is a problem in a way because you've emailed in, but it is a small one. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this happens to all couples. This happens to everybody. Do you know what I mean? You get into a routine, you, you know, life gets in the way and you start falling, falling into this pattern and it's just about trying to break out of it. But, you know, don't be hard on yourselves and don't start thinking you've got a problem in your relationship or whatever. I hope you don't think that. That's not the case. It's just how it is sometimes. Life isn't always, you know, when you first get together with somebody, you're doing all sorts of shit, aren't you? And then you fall yeah. into a pattern and, and people think that comfort is bad, but it isn't really. You know, I know that the 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 version of love and relationships that's sold to you in films and in books and stuff is the beginning bit where it's all exciting and blah blah blah. But there's nothing wrong with like, you know, the the, the next bit of the relationship. So don't feel bad about that. I'm not saying it has to become boring. It doesn't. But you know, budgetary requirements mean that you know, budgetary restrictions. I mean, mean that you've got to be a bit more inventive. Um, so you know, good luck with it. I feel like I've talked all around the houses there, but um, it's a beautiful thing, bro. It's a beautiful thing, bro. Okay, let's do our next one. Uh, this is from... Funny to call yourself the farting emu and then not refer to that at all. No, no. In the thing. I thought it was going to be a farting issue. Yeah. Um, Which, this you know what? Is from... I've got a real farting issue at the moment. Go on, talk to me. Talk to me. So I'm sitting in a cloud of my own guff still from when we started, but uh, I was looking after Grace yesterday um, and we were having like a daddy-daughter day. And, you know, Saturday we tried to do... like I tried to have like a, a morning, which is daddy-daughter, you know, where we yeah. chill and or we go out, whatever. Um, I did a guff yesterday, and it was the first time that Grace looked at me with absolute disgust. Oh, my God. I farted. We were on the sofa. We were watching some uh, cartoons. Um, by the way, Apple and Onion, I don't know if you've seen it. It's amazing. No. Anyway, we were watching that. I fart, and she turns her head really slowly and looks at me with, like, a look that, it's, it's Catherine. It was Catherine. A look that Catherine's done multiple times at me. Yeah. And then she sort of inched away a little bit. And I was like, two hours ago, I was wiping your bum after an explosive punami. And I did. I looked at you with love and affection when that happened. And you've looked at me like I'm an absolute piece of crud. I would say a weirder reaction would be to look at you with love and affection after you've done a killer fart. Yeah. Are, you ner- are, you nervous? are you nervous that that might be her first memory? I'm not, no, I mean, yeah, God, that wasn't until you said that. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous that that. Do you know what? I'm nervous. It's a it's a short look into the future of she is going to find me disgusting at some point in the fight. Like you've got you know geeky nerdy dad. I'm going to have like oh god dad. I've got some friends coming around. Please don't fight in front of everyone. It's going to be so embarrassing. Yeah, and like me trying to be cool and her going oh god that's my dad. Yeah, well, mate. My he, thing with my my dad was such. He a, thinks he's funny. My dad was such a fucking like I love my dad to bits, but he was a bit of a sleaze. So my biggest thing was like you'd go like when we got old enough to like be hanging out with girls and stuff. Like, I mean, you could, I don't know what the age is for that. For me, it was twenty one, but it was different for different people. And um, I was in the friend zone from about the age my, of twelve. My dad, I, I think that's like you know, like you were saying to me about we were talking about me doing dad jokes at the pub. I think this yeah. is where it comes from. My desire to not be my dad, which is essentially come home and go, oh hello, darling, are oh, you like just really horrible? Do you know what I mean like? My dad ran a pub for a long time. We used to take, we used to go there like before a night out, go to the pub. You'd, t- you'd be with a girl, and my dad would just be so, like, I would describe it as flirtatious, <laughs> horrible to watch. Do you know what my, I mean? just... my dad was just like, a, he, my dad's a pretty cool guy. Like, it, it's like they're big shoes to fill. I mean, it's what King Gary essentially is me writing about. Is like, well, he's sort of amazing at DIY. He doesn't, if people don't like him, he really doesn't give a fuck. He genuinely is like, if you don't like me, I can wish. Yeah, he's, he's a really affable guy, gets on with people he wants to, will make an effort, be nice. But if you don't like, if you, if you, you know, and he's pretty, his moral compass is pretty, pretty strong. So I, I look at my dad and at times think, oh my God, like, yeah. I mean, this is a whole different episode in itself. But uh, <laughs> I look at it thinking, oh my God, like, sort of times just, even now I look at it and he'll say something, I'm like, I still feel like I'm a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, the key to that is uh, lower your expectations. 
Um, okay, this is from the frustrated officer. Most strong piece of advice. <laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, massive fan of all your work. I'm a wife, married for 20 years, and a mother of two kids, 11 and 13. I love my husband and kids dearly, but there are times when they individually or collectively do my fucking head in. I do find myself at times after my teenagers have been particularly obnoxious or my husband hasn't done the thing I asked to do 10 to... Weird for the swan to email in herself. Anyway, walking out the room, I am in with them, closing the door and putting both my middle fingers up at the closed door and silently mouthing the words, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel much better once I've done it and get on with my day. However, there are times, especially when I've done it to a room my kids are in, that I feel bad after, even though they have no idea. What do you think? Is this okay or do I need to find a new way to vent my frustration? Do either of you do anything similar or maybe you're aware of something the swan or cat do? Should start taking deep, deep breaths? Or is it okay to keep secretly giving my family the bird? Many thanks, the frustrated otter. Um, the frustrated otter, shout out. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident of doing this. I do that sometimes. I'll, I'll walk out of a room. Especially if, like, you've got certain people staying at your house or saying it's, it's, I think it's quite cathartic to have that little moment when you, I think there's a lot worse things you could do than to let out a little bit of frustration than this. Um, yeah, I, th- I think every, I think, I think they're saying quite amazing in just having like a little bit of your own space where you stick both your fingers up at the world. Um, I know Catherine does it about me. I know she does. I've almost felt her leave out, walk out of a room, and make the wanker sign, or just yeah. So what Catherine mm, sometimes wanker, does is she can't wanker. Wank is a step above the middle finger, I'd say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then sometimes my, some of my behaviour probably uh, requires mm. that. <laughs> Sometimes Catherine can't wait to get out of the room as she's walking out. There's like a sort of mumble, like a mumbling that she does laugh. As she gets out of the room, like she can't wait to get out to sort of flip the bird. Um, But I think, I think these things are good. And also I don't think there's any problem in, I I do think there's a lot to be said about venting to each other about things that I, I think people worry about arguing a lot. I think it's a real problem that actually people, Again, like going back to what you said, like, you know, soaps or TV shows that sort of make arguing sort of feel like it's the end, like the end of something. And actually, I think argue, like arguing or having a really quite frank discussion about where you're at and how you feel is a really, really important thing. Like, that's one of the things, like, you know, growing up, my mum and me, I used to really argue with my mum a lot, like quite sort of, you know, and me and Catherine, if, we're, we're both quite fiery characters. So mm. if we're feeling a certain way, we'll, we'll chat it out. And sometimes that starts with one of us flipping a bird, bird or someone saying something. And then it, it, but then like anything, like once the dust settles on something like that, you feel that little bit, that little bit better for it. So actually I think like whilst that's, that's good, I think like actually if, if it's something that's continuing and you're feeling like there's a small little sort of sense of relief when you're flipping a bird, but actually probably at some point it's worth having a chapter to your husband and just to how you're feeling. Because actually, to look a bit deeper, I think sometimes, and it's, you know, saying, you know, I'm only on the start of, you know, the journey of, I think sometimes it might be down to the fact you feel a little bit unheard and unseen. So I think actually saying, you know, whether your kids will get that, I doubt doubt they will, but I think to your husband saying, I need a little bit of recognition here and I need a little bit of support at times. There's two children in his house, not three. I'm actually quoting Catherine, but one child wants to. <laughs> well, she's got the maths wrong on that, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, um, I've got mixed feelings about this because, for one, I'm almost certain that the swan does this to me. I'm, I'm almost positive that this is done to me. And also, I would say that on occasion, with the kids or with her, uh, something's happened, and I've not... No, I don't think I've done the middle finger. Well, I have done the middle finger in the past, which I'll go on to. Um, but I have gone, fucking, I just don't know why the fucking hell I've run a fucking... Just to myself. And I do feel better after that. Because then what happens is, is later on I discover that actually I was in the wrong in that situation. So rather, so I'm actually quite grateful to myself that rather than venting that out loud to the other person, I've just sort of dealt with it and then realised upon reflection, it turns out I probably should have, had a bit more empathy or should have looked into it a bit more. Um, so yeah, my answer is, is contradictory because for one, I think that that is a good coping strategy. And I think that sometimes it just allows you to be a bit angry and like sort of just deal with it. And often when you react angry like that, you're not, you're not being rational. 
it comes from it's an emotional reaction. It's a it's a and often a lot of the a lot of the time, this is down to ego. And I don't mean ego about being arrogant, but a lot of the times when you get angry, it's because you feel you've been slighted or because you feel you're not being considered enough. And and that is to do with the ego. And if you take your ego out of things, often you'll cool down very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Because what you realize is every single time that you get angry, and by, by the way, I'm saying basically, this is not something I've come up with off course because I'm a thicko, but it is something I've read. But like... If you take your ego and your kind of uh, your, your kind of uh, perception of how you should be being treated out of it a little bit, you often realise that it's not being done to slight you. It's being done out of a lack of consideration or uh, or by accident. Do you know what I mean? And 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 it makes things easy to to deal with. So look, what I'm saying to you is, it's a good coping strategy. It's an effective coping strategy. It seems to be working for you. Having said all of that, I used to do the middle finger to somebody I was going out with, and I was in a relationship with a lot, and it turned out that was totally the wrong relationship for me to be in. And I was using, <laughs> I was doing it a lot. I was doing it a lot. Middle fingers at a wall, mouthing "fuck you." I used to do a lot. Actually, it turns out we weren't supposed to be together. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be in the situation that you're you're in, but I would agree with Tom. I think if you're doing that regularly, if that's become a crutch that you fall on, that because I do, I do the sort of mumbling to myself on occasion. But I wouldn't say that that is. I, I wouldn't go. It's it's angry mumbling time today again. Do you know what I mean? It's not something I'm doing all the time. So I think that Tom's right. It's probably worth not so much your kids. Kids are difficult, and my you know our kids are frustrating, but they're frustrating because they're children, and they're supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? Like they 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 you can't expect any more from them than that, to a degree. Um, but with your other half, I think that you need to, I think that requires a chat of some sort. Uh, why are you feeling like that? Um, so listen, frustrated, good luck with it. Um, by the way, just as I said that, I'd love to see an otter thrown at somebody the bird. Yeah. I'd what, an incredible, what an incredible. It's one of the only animals there. that could do that because it's got fingers, right? Yeah. The, famously the only animal that's got fingers. <laughs> Okay, let's, uh, should we do one more email, Tom? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Uh, this is from The Beagle. Wow. Uh, hey, Wolf Allen, this one. I love the podcast and your work. Always cheers me up. I've been living with a pal for nearly four years, and it's been great overall. One overriding issue has been to do with food. My housemate seems to think that the kitchen belongs to him and often rearranges things on my part of the fridge and has been food in the past. There's always meant to be a short-term stay, but it's turned out not to be. How shall I approach the conversation? I'm sure that I annoy him as well. I'm not judging. I'm just hoping for help on how to sort this. The Beagle. I thought I found living with friends the hardest. Did you ever do that? The house share? Yeah, I did a bit, yeah. Yeah, I lived with I lived with a mate and I, we moved in together and literally within about a month he got a girlfriend and she moved in with us. And it's probably the most the worst, one of the worst years of my life was living with a couple especially a new couple who are really, really happy. Um, and constantly this sort of stuff used to happen. Like I'd buy something, it would be moved out of the fridge or out of the cupboard. They're, they're, the half and half fridge space that we used to have became two thirds and a third to me and whatever it, it, it sort of became. And for a year, none of us broached and said, I'm, and I'm sure by the way, me coming in drunk at fucking two, three in the morning loud or bringing people back for a party, completely fucking ruined their, the early fucking throes of their relationship. But none of it was that we never had a conversation. And, and much like the last, the flipping of the bird, I, th- I think this feels like quite a small thing, right? but the worst thing that can happen when, it, when, when you start talking about having an, a, an, any sort of animosity between you is that grows into every little, like that'll grow into sort of something within the sitting room or you know, people not pulling their own work, whatever. It will all sort of like transcend into, I think what people think is like a harmonious sort of like living, you know, it's like the same advice we've just given it. It's harmonious living together, everything's fine, you know, and you just don't broach subjects. Is there really a better way to live than actually sitting down and going, mate, this fucking fridge thing's doing my head And you can make a joke out of it. I think that's, humour is an incredible thing when it comes to sort of, dealing with any situation like this, but I think it has to be talked about. You know, well done for you, because I, you know, I can't think of, apart from Catherine, I've not never been able to live with someone for four, one person for four years. It would be, I, just because I think I'd be like a nightmare to live with, but also, um, I think, yeah, you, 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 know, you have to deal with these things, you have to discuss them. Um, and when it comes to fridge fucking shit, man, 
that's more like what what some people guard as like me and Catherine now have completely different fridge fucking ideas how we how we live our fridge lives Catherine, i don't know about lisa right Catherine, i love Catherine. one of the things that she does Catherine will eat two-thirds of a yogurt and put the rest back to eat later mm. and i'm like you'll never eat that like other little bit of thing or, or she'll eat like most of a fucking whisper chocolate bar and put the rest of it back in the in the fridge yeah um and it's one of the things I'm like, and she's like, well, I just didn't fancy all of it. It's like, well, number one, that was my whisper bar. And number two, <laughs> it's <laughs> just eat the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, but that oh, said, that there's so many things that I know that I do within the fridge that just drive her absolutely mad. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the problem that we have in our fridge is that nobody ever, we never have any food that I like in it. Um, and that's the, the big issue. Um, the kids what? have all their stuff. Lisa has her stuff. And for some reason, whenever I mention stuff that I'd quite like, it never gets added to the list. So, um, <laughs> so that's the issue that we have in our house. Um, but with regards to your email, Beagle, um, there are two... By the way, Beagles have been ruined by that Beagle Street advert. Not Beagle Street advert. You're not seeing Beagle Street. It's like a fucking insurance company. It's on no. all the time on fucking Comedy Central. For some reason as well, I'm watching Comedy Central. Like, there's fucking loads of these fucking Beagle Street and fucking life insurance adverts. I'm like, yeah, I used to love watching it when they had toy adverts on. It's like fucking ridiculous. Like my daughter's sitting there going, oh, actually, Dad, you better fucking talk yourself out of some life insurance. Don't get I won't me be doing it somewhere ad- called fucking me... Beagle Street, by the way. It's a ridiculously name. Don't get me started on toy adverts, bro. Don't you like them? I just think they should be banned. Really? Yeah. I do not think you should have adverts that are aimed at people that are not the purchasing person. Wow. Like, well, yeah, that's, basically, that's exactly what I'm saying about Beagle Street. No, but it's, it's basically they come, it's somebody coming into your house and going, ask your mum and dad for this. Fuck off out of my house. Yeah. Yeah? Don't tell my kids to come and ask me for shit. Especially in January. Are you taking the fucking piss? <laughs> We've just had Christmas. <laughs> well, well, like, what are you on about? Do you, are, you, are you saying you don't think there should be any adverts on kids' TV? I think, look, look I, I'm going to start. I don't want to be that extreme, but I'm saying in January, fuck off out of my house. With yeah, I mean, adverts, you know what? Okay? Grace is so young, she can't be, you know, she's not able to, you know, I reckon that will probably dawn on me when I just find them a bit more joyous than literally just sort of like, hi, my name's Claire. And, you know, uh, when, when my husband passed away, I didn't realise that we'd been left nothing because he hadn't got any life insurance. I'm like, why is this on fucking Comedy Central? Beagle Street. Oh, fuck off. What's going on here? Yeah. Well, it looks like we both got our issues. Um, I, um, the, the, with regards to the fridge thing, it's, as Tom said, it's easily sorted. What you need to do is you need to have a, first of all, you need to take the emotion out of the situation. And you need to have a calm chat about what you think the fridge etiquette should be. And if that means you've got to label shit, then you've got to label shit. But I think it needs sorting. That is very simply sorted with a conversation and and a proper sort of non-angry conversation. The thing that rings an alarm bell for me is you saying, this is always meant to be a short-term stay, but it's turned out not to be, which implies to me that the problem's more deep-rooted than a fridge discrepancy. So what you've got to figure out is, are you annoyed about the fridge or are you annoyed about this situation? If you're annoyed about the fridge, then that's easily sorted. Almost like magic, that can disappear. If it's about the, the living situation, which the wording of your email implies that it is, then I think you've got a, you've got a slightly more tricky situation in your hand, but also requires a conversation. So what I would say is, uh, both require a conversation with the emotion taken out of it. One of them will be slightly trickier than the other. I wish you the very best of luck. Godspeed. Be you. Be real. Tom, do us the honours of yep. taking us out of this piece. Yo, it transpires on me that this, your body is built up of building blocks of different emotions, very much like the Game Boy game back in the day, Tetris where different blocks and cubes and shapes would fall and you'd have to try and make them into a line. Some of them would be the threes with the little ones on, some would be long lines, some would just be squares. And it was always easy, it was always difficult to try and get the, just the perfect balance of what's going on. Very much like the emotions and things that you feel. 
some blocks come at you and they come at the sh- in the shape of anxiety. Some is paranoia, some is anger, some is hate, some of love, some of happiness. I think the hardest thing to do is find all the pieces that fit. But my advice would be this. Try as hard as you can to make the majority of blocks that build up your spirit and your soul blocks of happiness and decency and love. Yo, keep it real, keep it true. And above all, just be you. Wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. As always, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, I'm going to take you out of the song that we heard, that I heard this morning, and it's about a guy ordering a burrito and that going wrong. It's called Burrito. It's by Zarface. Oof. Tom, you won't know the tune, but, but you will love it. Oh. Uh, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Big we love. love you. Love yourselves. Peace out. Bye. I gotta beat this damn line. It's only 10.50. They open doors at 11, but you're in a rush. I got the money to swing it. It's the old Ken Griffey. But so does this bum in front of me smelling like a lush. And there's a woman in front of him who forgot to brush. She's in pajama pants sipping on an orange crush. The door's open. Let's get it going. Let's speed it up. They're looking up at the menu like they ain't seen it once. Possibly the barbacoa Actually I'll have the chicken sir Cause my heart is slower But me I get the same shit every time From the same kid every time If you have a problem, opinion, feedback or anything at all Please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com That's wolfalpod at gmail.com We'd love to hear from you Mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.